Why would I recommend the NASA NPP Fellowship? Yeah. Yeah. Um, for many, it's a foot in the door. If, like, if you want to work at NASA, that's a, as, a, as a scientist or, or like a technolo- technologist, that's a really good way to get your foot in the door. You're listening to Further Together, the ORAU podcast. Join Michael Holtz and his guests for conversations about all things ORAU. They'll talk about ORAU's storied history, our impact on an ever-changing world, our innovative scientific and technical solutions for our customers, and our commitment to the communities where we do business. Welcome to Further Together, the ORAU podcast. Welcome to Further Together, the ORAU podcast. The NASA National Postdoctoral Program gives scientists at any level the opportunity to help NASA pursue its mission while also experiencing the world's most diverse technology and expertise. I recently had the opportunity to talk to several NASA NPP fellows about their research, their personal stories, and what comes next in their careers. This episode features one of those conversations. I hope you'll enjoy it as much as I did. Connor Ballou, will you talk to me about who you are, your current role with the NASA MPP Fellows Program, and then just a little bit about how you got to where you are? Uh, sure. Yeah, so my name's Connor. I, I grew up a little bit north of Seattle, Washington, Everett, okay. Washington. I was there for a while. I went to the University of Washington for college, did electrical engineering there. Uh, and then after college, I moved down to where I am now, which is Pasadena, California. Um, that's where I am now because the JPL is here. But at the time I moved about six years ago is to go to Caltech, okay. which is the, the school that manages the JPL for NASA. Um, so, yeah, I, I got my Ph.D. also in electrical engineering from Caltech. During that, there was some collaboration with JPL because their two institutions are so close that's what led to um, my current position as an NPP okay. at JPL. So I was born through collaboration. Uh, the research area I'm in is something called meta optics. It's more of a technology development. I know a lot of NPPs, they're kind of on the science side of things, what we would call science because it's, you know, studying phenomena and the universe and, and stuff. For me, I'm more kind of a, a lab grunt in their developing new technologies that can aid future science missions. Okay. Uh, so it's kind of merging uh, algorithms that I develop with um, microfabrication techniques. So microfabrication being sort of the, the field that, you know, makes the chips in your phone and the sensors in your phone gotcha. and stuff like that. So. so when you talk about optics, Connor, are you talking about, Camera lenses, telescope lenses, all of the above. Yeah, exactly. Like lenses, gratings, prisms, or something like that. Um, it's it's sort of all of the above and none of the above. Okay. Because, <laughs> because all of those have existed for, for hundreds of years. And what we're trying to do is make things like that. So, okay. so in, in the sense that light comes in, it hits this thing that I'm making, and that thing does something to the light. But what it does is usually not quite what a lens does, not quite what a grading does. It's usually some combination of those things. Okay. Uh, and so it, it can really do anything you want it to. That's, that's 
you, you specify an input, you specify an output, and then you, this computer algorithm churns for a week. And what it spits out is uh, some, a device that I need to go into the clean room and make. And when I do that, I can go and put this you know, into a test setup and see, does it do what I wanted it to? And so really the end goal for the research I'm doing as an NPP is to miniaturize things. Okay. Because if you can combine all these optical elements that make up a typical system and you can combine that into one very tiny cube, uh, of course, you just miniaturize your system. And along with that, you typically miniature, uh, reduce power, mm-hmm. uh, the required power. And so reducing size and power requirements is pivotal for space applications. Absolutely. That makes perfect sense. Um, Connor has. Science always been something you've been interested in? Was it something you developed in childhood? Was it something that came later? Uh, I would, no, I was not always interested in stuff. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I have a lot of, I don't have a lot of scientists and engineers in my family. Okay. Most, you know, most of my family are like teachers and like lawyers and that, that sort of stuff. Maybe it's a more social stuff. Uh, so I kind of had to find it myself, like this interest in, in STEM and I'd say probably junior, senior year of high school taking okay. physics or, because I think you, you start off like the biology freshman year. I didn't like that very much. Then you do chemistry. And I was like, this is, this is neat stuff. And then I did physics and I was like, okay, this. <laughs> here I am. I get this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but even then I was relatively indecisive. I wanted to do history before I discovered STEM. Um, but then, in, and then in college, yeah, I pretty quickly went the route of engineering, uh, sort of the more applied uh, sciences, shall we say. Awesome. So tell me again where you are in your, are you first, second, third year? Early on in my second year, second year. in the NPP program. How has the fellowship impacted your career? I, I think it's shaping up to be very big. So, you know, I, I kind of view your goal in grad school and it's, you know, to try to carve out an identity for yourself. You do research that's, you know, unique and, and um, that comes to be your resume in a sense. Right. Uh, and you, a five-year grad school or, you know, you you start off kind of a newbie and then you, you, you end up somewhere. It's actually five years isn't quite enough, I think, to always fully define your, your research. And so the NPP, though, you, you, you know what you want to do. You hit the ground running and you, you try to just push something to the finish line. And that, I think, will impact my career because that'll probably be what I, you know, the, the biggest part of my resume when I go do whatever I do next or something. Right, right. Sort of my identity. So I think it'll be big. Well, and I have to imagine, and I know you're probably still imagining on some level, but as you're working with, you know, optics and miniaturizing and, you know, microfabricating optics for, for use in space, you know, with NASA's focus on mission to Mars and, um, you know, the Artemis and going back to the moon. And I mean, 
we're going to be going into space for a while, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes. Those optics are going to be needed. (laughs) Exactly. And yeah, miniaturization is particularly important when you're going off to those far off places like the moon and to Mars. Right. And as you said, because they take less power Mm -hmm. um, to operate, you know, that becomes very important in terms of launch safety. and (laughs) Absolutely. All all of those things as well. Yeah. Um, What element of science have you found to be most empowering? Empowering. Um, For me, I I feel like there's some, there's a lot of job opportunities out there. You're you're kind of an in-demand you're in an in-demand field, typically, uh, in your skill set. Um, and so that gives you peace of mind. You know, I feel like if, if you know, the well ever dries up for my current research or something, I could pivot to something else. And uh, so, so there's not too much, you know, fear of being out of a job. Uh, gotcha. And of course, that's always there. To some extent, but, <laughs> sure, sure. But uh, yeah, you know, there's some peace of mind there. I'd say that's, that's really empowering because it just makes your day to day a little bit more comfortable, right? Right, absolutely. Um, can you share a time, Connor, that you faced a sizable obstacle in your work and how you overcame that obstacle? Yeah, um, there's plenty. <laughs> like every day you're kind of solving some technical hurdle but yeah you know some are bigger than others and especially more recent ones i'm sure years ago i had plenty of big one sizable obstacles but uh yeah i'd say the biggest one for me right now is the one that popped up in my npp you know the, the way the npp works you go and you write a proposal and that proposal for you know technology development proposal in particular you say i want to develop this it's going to do this, this, and this with this efficiency. Right. Okay. 80% efficiency or something. And, uh, you know, that was kind of back of the envelope stuff when I wrote the proposal, but, you know, I was pretty confident and I go to do it. You know, I get the, get the fellowship. I start the job and, you know, the efficiency is horrible, horrible. <laughs> and uh, these are all in simulation. It was those algorithms I was talking about. And, uh, right, right. The algorithms were just weren't uh, working. And like to this day, I actually don't know if it's because the algorithm's bad or if they're, you know, the algorithm's trying to find solutions to a problem. And I don't know if it's unable to find the solutions or if those solutions simply don't exist. That's Not actually true. a very hard thing to know. Uh, so that was, that was big. I needed to get it to work. And so I was able to uh, actually just change the fabrication. And that was... I made the fabrication much more difficult on myself, okay. but I eased the algorithm side. And so I guess if there's any wisdom there, it's to like try to understand your project from multiple angles. Uh, if you multiple angles of attack, if you kind of have right. this sort of problem, uh, it's, it's relatively uncommon to do. Well, lots of times when you're doing technology development, you kind of have one role design, say you do design, fabrication, measurement. Usually you'll do maybe one of them. And so relatively few that do both uh, the the design and the fabrication, I think that really helps. Just kind of be able to go back and forth between the two really fast. Um, But if you don't do both, then having, you know, good communication with the the people you're working with is key and understanding what they do. So that 
you might be able to tweak knobs in a different part of your project. Right. Well, and that leads me to my next question, because, you know, you, you talked about, you know, you're kind of a lab rat, yeah. right? <laughs> but you still work in collaboration with others. I mean, you're not you're not siloed off doing your own thing over here. You've got, you know, I mean, you've got your work, but you're working with others because that optic will, f that, that device that you create will fit in someone's, mm -hmm. <laughs> someone's something, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, collaboration is it's very, very important because, yeah, you know, for for places, you know, like government work, oftentimes we're kind of under understaffed, I'll say. So you are oftentimes on your own in the lab doing your thing. But if I were left purely to my own devices, I would probably not work on like the correct problems, <laughs> useful problems or something right, right. like that. So yeah, I think uh, collaboration is very important for like, yeah, I do technology development, but for what purpose? Yeah, yeah. I would have no idea without sort of scientists uh, out there telling, calling the shots. Um, what what do they need? What we need? Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. And Connor, I know the, the MPP fellowship is a mentored experience. Talk about having a mentor and being a mentor to other people. Yeah. So my mentor, my advisor, a, he's very good at directing you to a useful uh, application. Um, part of that is he also knows a lot of people, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, if I were to just join JPL suddenly, just dropped into JPL, I wouldn't know who to talk to or, or what, who does what. Uh, so it's very critical to, for your mentor to introduce you to uh, these people who need your technology um, to guide your technology development mm -hmm. in some useful direction. And uh, yeah, I feel like a lot of academics tend to get sort of bogged down in the details of their work. Right. Uh, sometimes it's good to just get a nudge every once in a while <laughs> to uh, <laughs> hey, how's stop, it going? Stop, yeah, exactly. Stop focusing on this little minute detail. Uh, right right bit of a bigger picture so yeah um have you had the opportunity to mentor other scientists yeah yeah to an extent um in terms of like teaching i, I tutored in college like all through college okay. I tutored physics uh, in grad school you ta and then on, more on the mentorship side you, there's some summer students that i've worked with um through, I think Caltech had something called the SURF program. JPL has something similar. And yeah, those, those are tough because students, they come in, they have just like 10 weeks right. to do something. They always have to write a report and there's usually some competition involved of who did the, who has the best report. At the end. <laughs> so it's kind of this stressful thing and you gotta, you gotta help them through it. And, you know, right. again, kind of everything I said about an important mentor, you gotta help them focus on important, uh, you know, on an important direction not get too bogged down in the details. Right. Is, is the question useful? Is the, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, what advice would you give to someone who might be following in your footsteps, Connor? Um, I would say stay curious. You got to keep learning. Got to keep up with 
you know, the technology is moving really fast. You got to keep up with it. So best way to do that is just stay genuinely interested if you can. Uh, and uh, try to get a lot of sleep. I feel like <laughs> a lot of people don't uh, take that seriously enough. No. Sleep is important, man. <laughs> yeah, and it can be tough. There's a lot of stressors, you know, yeah. when you kind of need to publish these things. It's a, it's a stressful job, but uh, yeah, I'd say that's right. something that I was able to lean a bit more into uh, in uh, the NPP. It's okay, I'm going to sleep a little bit more. Right. It worked. <laughs> the money's there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. a little bit of peace of mind. Right, right. Um, why would you recommend the NASA NPP Fellowship? Why would I recommend the NASA NPP Fellowship? Yeah. Yeah. Um, for many, it's a foot in the door. If, like, if you want to work at NASA, that's a, as a, as a scientist or, or like a technology technologist, that's a really good way to get your foot in the door. Okay. I think it's, I think it's relatively challenging sometimes to just apply for a job. It really just depends on sort of the available funding at sure. that time you're applying. And, and so, you know, you get a fellowship here, you have a couple of two or three years and, if, if you want to seek employment, you start that conversation early and that will hopefully lead to you getting employed when you know, the money is there and all that. Uh, and then kind of alluded to this before. I think it's for me, especially it's been very important. I felt like the, the research I had at the end of grad school was sort of half baked, half done. Uh, and this was a, just a bit more time to, finish it up and that you know mm-hmm. that you're not guaranteed to be able to do what you want to do if you just get a job there you know if you get a job and you know say for jpl's the one paying me I, I, they can also probably tell you what to do you know right, work right. on this project work on that and say, no, I want to work on this for the npp you're a bit more insulated from um sort of the, the management of the institution you can kind of you have this flexibility you can work on whatever you want to a reasonable extent yeah. and uh yeah really try to uh, solidify your identity as a researcher awesome yeah we've heard that a lot the the sort of freedom to mm-hmm. pursue your ideas and um you know sort of seek the question you know seek after a question that you may have mm-hmm. and try to find the answer so, yeah and that question is sort of uniquely your question Absolutely. Your proposal. It's your application. Yeah. Absolutely. Connor, last question for you. What brings you joy? What brings me joy? Yes, sir. Um, Yeah, these days, I, you know, getting getting a lot of sleep, eating well, and just going and doing a job that I love uh, pretty much every day. I love being in the lab. um, And I love solving meaningful problems. Awesome. I love that answer. All right. Well, Connor, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today. I really appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Further Together, the ORAU podcast. To learn more about any of the topics discussed by our experts, visit www.orau.org. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn at ORAU and on Instagram at ORAU Together. 
If you like Further Together, the OREU podcast, we would appreciate you giving us a review on your favorite podcast platform. Your reviews will help more people find the podcast.